Welcome back to another episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast, sponsored today by the inspirational book, God is Gracious. God is Gracious is a 31-day woman's devotional book, authored by Shanice Campbell. If you're looking for a simple yet powerful read to start your mornings, this is the perfect devotional for you. It tackles every area from finances to depression, relationship, peace, you name it, it covers it. This book is providing you with the scriptures that provoke thoughts to renew your mind, body, and spirit. For more information on the Goddess Gracious book, check it out today on Amazon. Read her five-star reviews. Place your order to change your life. Free shipping on all orders over $25. That's the God is Gracious book. Go to Amazon right now to place your order. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast right here on TuneIn, iHeart, uh, Anchor, Google, Apple, um, Stitcher. <laughs> Man, we just bought everywhere right now and we just got picked up on iHeartRadio. So that's a great thing. That's a great thing. Thank you so much, you know, to all our sponsors, to our advertisers. To everybody who have been um, leaving positive feedback and sharing the content, we are in 53 countries right now and growing. You know, uh, we're doing a lot of great things to try to help individuals increase their um, cognitive awareness and their physical appearance and, you know, just have a, a abundance of uh, uh, increase of quality living. Uh, increase of activities of daily living, you know, especially right now during this, un, you know, unpre- doing these unprecedented times, you know, it's just like really draining right now with everything that's going on. So this podcast, even though, you know, uh, it's all about health and wellness, all about health and wellness. And right now, um, the feedback that we're receiving right now is very good because, you know, people are going through it. Uh, psychologically, emotionally, financially, you know, spiritually, like, you know, it's a lot of confusion going on, frustration, anger, you know, uh, a lot of these mixed emotions going on right now. And people are trying to find answers. Uh, they're trying to find it uh, within themselves. They're trying to find it within family members, loved ones, even in the leadership of uh, the lawmakers, you know, everything like that. So it's a big deal right now to make sure that we stay mentally um, healthy. You know, uh, it's, it's more than possible right now outside of the physical health and emotional health. We have to really make sure that we pay attention to our thoughts, how we're reacting to things, you know, uh, how we are talking to ourselves in the mirror, you know, we have to really be gentle with ourselves right now and give ourselves a pat on the back. I know that many people are frustrated and, you know, you know, they're out and they're protesting and, you know, 
Uh, a lot of things are going on right now, so I encourage you to really uh, find a way to deal with it. If you need to go out there and protest, then by all means, do what you got to do. Um, I'm finding more uh, uh, behind-the-scenes ways to protest, you know, um, you know, uh, volunteering with certain groups and everything like that, donating uh, finances and everything to, to help further the cause uh, in a more constructive way. You know, um, I have to turn off my, my, my smartphone a little bit because, and especially stay off social media because there's just too much information coming on my smartphone. So I don't want to get overwhelmed by all the information, all the stories, all the, the rhetoric, whether it's constructive or, or even empty, <laughs> you know. So, you know, it's hard though, man. Uh, seen us continuously go through this uh, racist type era you know well it's always been a, a racist thing as far as I'm concerned but you know right now I think that people not African American not just African Americans but um, people from all walks of life all cultures all ethnic groups are tired of seeing things being uh revisited and played time and time again like it's some type of bad nightmare or evil um a, a, a porn going on it's just like a, a, a it's just you know it's a tidal wave of things just going on and on people are tired you know the, the country is unrest and the whole world i've seen people marching in, in um, switzerland and london you know just all over the place man and um all lives matter you know, black lives, you know, we definitely matter, but all lives matter, you know, and shout out to all, every ethnic group who is out there supporting um, the African community, uh, African American community out there, and uh, it's a beautiful thing to see. Shout out to all the good cops, <laughs> you know, we gotta make sure that, because now I know some real good cops out there, and I just hope that they're able to stay safe and not get confused with the bad apples because when people are upset and they're rioting and things are going real bad, only only thing people see is blue in a badge. The only thing they see is cops. They can't really tell right off the bat if a cop is really, you know, good or bad unless, you know, depending on if you're not to read body language and facial expressions and you know, eye contact, you know, and all that stuff like that, then maybe you can tell it. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, um, a lot of these cops, they're on edge themselves. They really don't want to be out there, from my understanding. They really don't want to be out there uh, dealing with this, you know. Um, they're working long hours. They're very stressed themselves. And then there's some cops that don't know how to control their emotional intelligence, so they're overreacting out of fear, or maybe even frustrating frustration, irritability, and then they're making bad choices by um, maybe tasing teenagers and you know shooting rubber bullets at people's forehead. I don't know. It's just, just so many different things. I, from my relationships with cops, the friends that I have, you know, it's a very stressful job. You know, you got a lot of weight on you. It's spring, summertime, and you got 40 pounds of equipment on you, and you're sweaty. You know, you now you got all the riot gear on, and you know it's very frustrating for cops as well. However, it's your job; you got to do what you got to do. Um, 
it's just amazing to me, you know, to see everybody pulling together, rallying together to make sure that we make a significant change uh, in this culture going forward. You know, uh, uh, my condolences to the Floyd family and everybody else who may have lost their lives uh, uh, with, with by the hands of, you know, racist cops. And let's not forget the other thing that's still going on, which is the COVID-19. So once again, um, with everything that's going on right now with the rioting and protesting, you know, so many people, they're definitely not practicing social distancing. <laughs> you know, I guess it's like that. People forgot about that. It's time to ride. And um, so, but I'm more, more concerned about that. And I just read a report that 19,000 new cases of COVID-19 over the last 24 hours uh, just in this area, you know. So I don't know how factual that is, but, you know, however, you know, I guess people are so frustrated right now that they're, you know, they're going through it. But anyway, that's enough of that because I got some, I got a wonderful guest on the line. You know, I get into my little thing, but I will make sure that she adds her little two cents in. I'm a reader bio. And like I said, you know, I always have great guests on, you know, who are going to deliver great content, who is going to really just, you know, help you uh, uh, build more or attract more or give you that nugget or give you that missing piece of the puzzle that you may have been looking for for years. And all of a sudden, you know, somebody comes in, one of the guests comes in and deliver exactly what you need from the content that they're sharing. It's a gift. And it's a blessing uh, to be here. So I'm going to read her name, uh, her buyer. Her name is Miss Nancy uh, Mello, is a psychic medium. Um, uh, man, <laughs> she's a clairvoyant and an animal communicator. See, that clairvoyant, we're going to have to talk about that. Um, born to farmers in Northern California, she comes from a long time of intuitives. Okay, she has been interested in helping people overcome challenges and expanding experiences since she was a young girl. Nancy married a Navy submariner and moved around to Washington and Hawaii before finally settling down in Connecticut. Okay, Nancy fosters a collaborative, holistic approach with each client. These collaborations have resulted in reductions in anxiety, stress, and improvements in relationships. 90% of clients say they will recommend Nancy to a friend, and 85% of clients have returned, which is a good thing. She has traveled around the country, helping people from all walks of life to connect with loved ones that have passed on and given professional guidance to business owners. Since Nancy started offering animal readings this past winter, she has read 55 cats, 65 dogs, two uh, macros, I think that's what it is. Um, macaws. The birds, oh. the, the special, like those birds, like they're like parrots, macaws, yeah. Got you. <laughs> Got you. One groundhog and one squirrel. You know, you know we're going to have to get into all this, Nancy. Uh, she, oh, also has, <laughs> she also has assisted in the successful recovery of three missing dogs. Nancy has been featured on the nationally recognized media outlet, Scary Mommy and blogs about her experiences on a website, nancymello.com. Go check that out. 
Okay, when not helping clients, Nancy is active in a local community and, and as an elected member of town government. She finds peace by running distance, uh, local trails, and lifting weights, training for Spartan races, okay? Uh, she resides with her husband, two living children, uh, two cats, and two dogs. Nancy Mello, thank you for yes, being hello, on. hello, Thank you, and thank you for being a witness to what's going on in this country. It's so important that we have people speaking out about what's happening, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. You know, I was trying to find ways uh, to really say some things, but I, I, I'm very in touch with myself. So I didn't want to be, you know, all, all over the place mentally and emotionally and be on social media, on the internet, just da 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 you know, throwing darts and shots and everything like that. I said, well, you know, um, I do have a voice. I do have a platform. Let me just utilize that um, two things to really say briefly, you know, what I see, what's going on, and then lend my help anywhere that I can. Okay, so now that you're here and you're, you know, the type of work that you do, the type of woman that you do, Thank you for taking time out of your productive schedule. I know you're super busy, so I'm not going to hold you so long. Um, so, what's your thoughts on everything that's going on right now? Because in the green room, before we started recording, we was about to get into it. So, what are your thoughts right now? Oh, man. I mean, you know, as an empath, the country is hurting. And it, it's, it's just one of those things where so many people are in pain. And it's just... It's, it's like a waterfall that's just totally spilling out. Um, you know, I have had clients over the last couple of months. Before, before this COVID, it was kind of the usual with clients. You, you, you have people concerned about marriages and jobs and, and uh, kids and animals and all of that stuff. And since COVID, a lot of the clients are, am I going to catch it? Am I, am I going to die? And now it's turning into can you tell me what's going to happen nationally can you can you tell me that there's going to be an end and unfortunately so the way i describe my gift and 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 being able to give people information as a clairvoyant so being able to tell the future is telling one person what can happen that's a little bit easier but when you get into multiple people or the nation, it's, it's, it's called the, the chaos theory or the butterfly effect, right? So I can tell you what's going to happen nationally. But there are so many things that could affect that that it's impossible. That's why if you look at psychic mediums and, or clairvoyance in particular, it's really hard to, to predict the future like on a on a broad scale as far as nationally or even in community wise it's so hard and i had feelings that there was something going to happen this this uh, spring i was i was doing readings in the winter and people were asking about plans 6 months from then and it was really interesting the stuff i was getting was so things weren't going to happen and it didn't make sense to me i would say event, certain events that should be happening wouldn't happen and I didn't get it. And I remember telling the clients, that's so weird that I'm not picking up that these, these things are going to happen. But I just, I couldn't explain it. That just, I, 
and looking back, that's such a, for me as a, as a psychic, it even blows my mind because I wasn't able to, to, to know exactly what it was, but I knew there was something. And same thing with, with everyone getting sick is, is I, I, I knew a lot of people were going to pass. I could feel it. I knew, but I, I, I couldn't tell you numbers. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't tell you, you know, nationally, I, I think that, I think that we are all responsible for our own behavior as individuals. And I think that we are all on different paths. However, I feel like now more than ever is our time as a country, united, all walks of life, all colors, all genders, whatever you are, wherever you come from, it doesn't matter. You know, I remember reading this blog once about things that, that Europeans noticed about Americans that, that's not the same. And it was that when you come to America and someone asks, you know, well, what are you? Well, an Irish person is going to say they're Irish. They're, that's their nationality. But if they come here and they say, well, what are you? They'll say, oh, well, I'm, you know, 50%, you know, <laughs> German and 25% Dutch. They're not, they don't say American. And that, that's confusing. But I think now is the time that regardless of our background, regardless of our, the color of our skin, we need to come together. Uh, and that's, as I, that's not psychic Nancy's, I would say, that's kind of friend Nancy saying that, as I tell my clients, that's friend Nancy saying that we need to come together. Uh, you know, this is, this is just not cool. I, 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 and that's such a blase statement, and I don't mean to trivialize it, but it's just, on a large scale, it, it sucks but we need yep. to come together and we'll get through this together as a community. But in part, it's by taking care of ourselves first. Like you were saying, like, you got to turn off social media. Like I was on Twitter until two o'clock in the morning because I couldn't believe the stuff that was happening. But that's not taking care of myself. And I think before we can take care of other people and fight, we need to take care of ourselves. And that means getting enough sleep, taking care of, you know, paying attention to our kids, paying attention to all the stuff we need to be doing for self-care and self-care is such a broad statement but whatever you need to do whether it's watching reality tv or playing video games whatever gives you that time to just tune out you need to do it our hearts need a break and that's what hopefully i can offer by chatting today is giving your heart a break and just focusing on this cool thing that I can do that I can't explain why I can do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it's amazing you say that because in the midst of the protesting, in the midst of all the rioting and all the fear-mongering and all the, you know, the news, uh, CNN, Fox, and, you know, all these different outlets that just storming social media with the articles and the videos and everything like that, the, everything is focused on uh, the rioting, the protesting, and, 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 you know, why, you know, they're doing it. Okay, the big thing. But all of a sudden, it's, the COVID-19 is still going on. The pan, this part of the pandemic is still going on, and nobody's really talking about that anymore, which is another huge threat. Now, in order, I feel in order for us, to get through it all we all have to you know it's a team effort we all have to come together this is not just you know a white thing black thing asian whatever 
you know, this is a melting pot. This is the greatest country in the world still. However, we are so flawed. We are so stuck with this ideology of, um, I say, it, making America great again. I'm saying, like, which part are you really talking about? You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many different parts where it was not great at all, you know, and, you know, this is still a good country. We just got some people that, you know, uh, I, I don't know, maybe it's the deep state, you know, maybe it's the people who, who's controlling the scenes, who's behind the presidency. It's a whole different thing. But I think um, with individuals like you and countless millions around the country, when you come together and then you put your voice out there on platforms, it doesn't matter if it's on a podcast, you know, are you on a nationally recognized media outlet? You have to say something. You have to share something. Everybody has um, something that they can contribute at this point right now because you never know. You may be the one that comes up with the solution. You know, they're really... Well, it's, uh, okay. it's okay that we're flawed. It, it, yeah. We are all flawed. The only perfect entity is God. Mm-hmm. But the... the, 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 the point is 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 to admit it and it's that's the first step is admitting that we don't know everything that we can't explain everything that we don't have control but the the real you know the real people that I'm afraid of are the people that don't think there's a problem or don't think that they're that they are flawed that that don't think that aren't open but the first step is being open to the fact that there could be issues either personally and, and admitting that we don't understand it all, that we have no idea. In, in my professional life, I have gotten more Bible verses thrown at me from the Old Testament and, and people telling me that I am speaking from Satan and all of that. And I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I don't ever pretend to be God. But... If you think that that this is it, that that they're you know the Bible, that 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 is it, that the Bible was an interpretation, that and you know let's follow the Old Testament because the Old Testament has stuff on stoning too. The Old Testament was you know is is, is useful, but yeah. let's be open-minded about everything, about religion, about race about economic status. Let's admit that we don't have it all. We don't have it all figured out. No. This isn't a happy, you, happy place. You you, you would that, think by now, after so many hundreds of years, <laughs> that we'd be in a, living into an ideal society or, or utopia, but it just, it's, it's just not that way. And, you know, I agree with you with everything you just said. And uh, it just it just mind-boggling to me how everything can just unravel so quickly. But you know, on top of that, so okay, let's let's talk about the the uh, the protests right now. Okay, you had sixty million people lost their jobs. Forty million people applied for unemployment insurance. We quarantine. You have a curfew. Right? You can't. People are frustrated. You can't work. You don't know 
where the next check is coming from. Then you may have gotten a $1,200 check, which for some people that I know, that's not even a mortgage payment, right? So now you got little kids at home, they're quarantined too. So you got the homeschool them and they're stressed. Everybody's stressed out. And you, 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 you know, and then you want to know why some people are looting because they don't, it's, it's like, okay, we got to go, we got to go eat. We got to go feed ourselves. I'm not condoning that. I'm not encouraging that. But it's just the law of the land. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like, if you don't have any money coming in or income, you, you don't have a business, you don't have a job anymore, whatever, and you got bills coming in still, you got miles to feed a little kid, and you seeing things going on, and you're frustrated, you may go out there and, 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 and grab some uh, necessities that you may need, you know, and uh, so you take all that, and then you, 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 you put on um, a, a murder in front of the world. And you relax with your knee on this guy's neck. I mean, like, you're really relaxed. You know, it's like, you seem like you got your hand in your pocket and you're just looking like, what? It's a normal thing for you. You know, you're looking at the camera like, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and then the reports come out that this cop actually worked with Floyd for about 17 years at, his, at this club. As I'm saying, like, is this premeditated? Was he really stalking him? Or, you know, what? I mean, how is that? It's like, imagine working with somebody for 17 years. Then all of a sudden, this person turns around and murders you. Like, wow. You know? Like, do you want me crazy? to answer that from, like, a psychic medium point of view? Or, like, do you want yeah, me to answer please, that? Please. I, I definitely... Please do. What? Help me. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, like there's something there. Like I, you know, I, I don't want to say anything that will get me in trouble, but do I think there's more to that story? Yeah, no no question. I mean, you don't have to be a psychic to, to figure that out. Uh, you know, what I'll say as a clairvoyant is I, I think that we're on the right track, finally. And I, I think that we are at the precipice. I feel like we're at the precipice of something. Now, I don't know what. I don't know what it is. I knew last week, I, I, I told my husband, I said, I feel like it's about to get really bad. And I had this horrible feeling. And I actually had to go off social media. I was freaking, I, I just felt it. But I feel like it's like we're staring over a cliff right now. And you know what? We're going to have to jump. And it's scary as hell. But nothing worthwhile is ever easy. And I am telling you as a clairvoyant, it will get better. I am telling you that that there will be change i am telling you that our children are going to be better off than us not you know not not as individuals but as a society i am telling you that the the hatred that exists in this country is being exposed for what it is i am telling you that the ignorance is being brought to the surface and there are enough people now that maybe stayed silent and you know maybe maybe they voted for bernie in the last election or maybe maybe they didn't think their vote counted and i am telling you it's getting those people i can't guarantee you what's going to happen with the election but i have felt for about a year that the tide was turning now in my own personal life 
I heard that call in uh, 2016. I After that first march, I heard the call. And I never thought I'd ever run for political office. And I ran for a small political office in my little town. And I get to help decide the budget for the town I'm in. It's not much. It's a volunteer job. But it's something to help. Because we can either sit on the sidelines or we can stand up and say, no more and we have to do individually what we can so for me that was running for office and now i'm in my second term and now i am actually uh um like i'm the the head of of the 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 democrats for 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 the for the party i'm in for for the the position i hold so i'm i'm like at the, the caucus leader is what they call it so but that i never would have done that had all of this stuff happen. So I feel like, and I tell my clients this, when, when crap happens and it's always going to happen, you can look at it and say, why me? Or you can look at the situation and say, I'm going to make this situation, I'm going to honor this situation. I'm going to honor George Floyd. I'm going to honor the, the gentleman down in Louisiana that uh, the what was it the restaurateur that was giving away food and he he got shot overnight like I'm going to honor those people now I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and part of growing and changing and this is what I was talking about earlier like if you're if you're uncomfortable that's a good thing that's a good thing that means you're ready to grow and you're ready to change and there's enough people uncomfortable right now that we're going to change it's inevitable it's inevitable. My husband is in the military and he's freaking uncomfortable with the situation. Like, it's people that wouldn't have thought about it before, that have lived quietly and safely and because it doesn't affect them, they don't pay attention. Those people, I'm telling you, are starting to wake up. I, I, I promise you that there is more good in the world. It's just the bad people right now, those are the ones getting the press. But there's more good coming out of this, and there will be good coming out of this. I promise you, as a clairvoyant, and I don't promise easy, I don't promise, I don't take my promises lightly. But I promise you, good will come out of it. Yeah, but we have and that, to be uncomfortable, and we have to be willing to do things that would make us uncomfortable, whether that's going and and silently being allies or speaking up with, you know, with our friends. Or calling, one thing that I know that I'm getting better at is calling people out on their racism in, in my own group. Is calling people out on the words they use. Even the words. That's the first step. If you're uncomfortable, that's a good thing. Now take the next step. If something makes you really uncomfortable, do it. Honor those lives. Honor what's happening right now. And it's not going to be easy. People are going to get hurt. Crap is going to happen. Crap's going to happen anyway. It's just now we're paying attention. And that, I mean, yeah. that's, the, that's the only difference right now, right? This stuff has been going on for hundreds of years. It's finally yeah. we're paying attention to it. Finally, yeah. finally we're getting, you know, it, it's getting coverage. And finally it, it, enough people are uncomfortable with it to start standing up. Right. It's, it's like you said, it was going on for hundreds of years. And it's been... Since cell phones with cameras and recording devices <laughs> been in people's hands, like how many millions of people in the world, everybody has a cell phone. 
and everybody is recording. Even if there's some crap going on, everybody is videotaping something, trying to catch uh, something. Um, the revolution will be televised. It will. It's, it's already being televised. Racism is going on forever. It just now is being filmed. You know, um, with everything that's going on right now, it's like you, you can't turn on a television or turn on your smartphone, lap, any type of electronic device, even if you're in the barbershop and, and the news comes on, you're going to see things that's going to make you very uncomfortable. And you got to be like, man, that's got to be horrible. Imagine being handcuffed and being treated that way. And it's like, you, you have to say something. So, you know, first I want to say, you know, I commend you for taking office and standing up, even though it's a, the thing about people like you, Nancy, is this that you're doing it. It's, it's, it's not even a paycheck for you. You know, you're volunteering. So what that says about your character, what that says about your, your goodwill, you know, as a human being, as a woman, you know, and it's like, you go in and, you know, and you call people out on their crap, you know, and it's like, so what? You need to stop it. You know, you, you need more people like you in the world who's going to come and really um, step down on racism, step down on being a bigot, you know, step down on, you know, calling people out of their, out of their names and coaches because, you know, everybody is human. And, you know, it's so funny because when I stayed up north, I stayed uh, Rochester, New York. I came from Charleston, South Carolina in 1988 and moved up Rochester, New York. It's a different climate between the two uh, states and cities um, as far as race is concerned. When I said in South Carolina, it was just segregation, you know. And when I moved up north, I met everybody from every walk of life with, living with my dad. So one thing I realized is this. We all are humans and everybody goes through the same emotions and feelings about racism. You know, we just got different beliefs and different uh, food palettes and backgrounds and cuisines and religion. And that opened my life up. So now today at 52 years old, I get along with everybody and I love everybody. But it's just some people that, you know, I look at them and I call them out just like you, Nancy. And I'd be like, you know what? You need to get away from me. You, you know, I'm good on vibrations and energies. But, you know, we need more people like you in office, um, whether they're getting a check or not, you know, that's going to really, really um, share a clear vision of where this country need to go. And not just the country, but your community, you know, and that's saying a lot because you're a leader and people are looking at you. And once they come in contact with you, then they already know that, OK, this is a woman that I can trust. This is a woman that. I can, Look, um, you don't I you can. don't need to prop me up. You know, I have no. been silent most of my life, and I that's on me, and that's my cross to bear. That through most of my life, I, I was just like that. I was just turning the other way, and I, you know, it's been a few years now where I I am getting used to being uncomfortable, and. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. You know, I. I'm not unique in that. But Terrence, look, I know you're putting it up, but I want to talk about you. And we talked about this before the podcast. That if we were going to get to something, I wanted to get to you because I know you have some things going on personally. Because this is what I do, <laughs> and I'm sure your audience would want to know. You want to do? I don't. 
You want to read me? Oh, I read you. I don't know how personal you want to get. Um, so, so we well, you know, can I can I do a little read? Yeah, can, go ahead, do I, a little read. As, as RuPaul says, is the library now open? <laughs> yes, go ahead. Okay. All right. So, um, so how I read people? You know, I don't know where it comes from. I just know it's been this way all my life, and I, I. First of all, I, I've gone through major depression and anxiety because you feel crazy when you're talking to people that have passed and squirrels, like, uh, happened that I couldn't even believe happened last month. But, um, you know, how I do it is I, however I do it, I just look at a photo and I look, whatever it is, it's about their eyes. So what I did when you were chatting and you were doing the introductions, all I did was look at your photo and that's all I need to read with someone or an animal. All I have to do is look at that animal and that photo. But even so, um, you know, as you use something and you see this, like the more you do something, the better you're going to get it and the more it's developed. And same thing with me. So now it comes to the point where I, I can read people sometimes without photos or I can read pets if I'm already kind of connected to that situation. All right, so Terrence, I don't know how, I don't know how uh, personal you want to get, but first of all, you don't go by Terrence personally, right? People call you T, right? Who calls you T? Uh, your, your, close friend. Someone calls you T. Close friend. Uh-huh. Okay, all right, so you go by T. So, I, I, I'm going to go there. I think you're worried about your health. I think you're worried about your health or your spouse's health. Something's going on with that, and I feel like you got a doctor's appointment. Something's going on. Or you're worried. Am I on the right track or no? Uh, I don't have a doctor's appointment. I, you know, you I, I do help. But you're worried about something health-wise. Well, I try to maintain my health as much as possible because that's the business that I am. I, I, yeah, I'm worrying about if I'm taking, you know, I'm doing the rest and take care of myself because my business is But is, is that a what's going on personally? Are you worried? Something's going on where you're worried about, I feel like it's your health. I feel like it's something going on. Or, or nah. something happened, no? No, yeah. my health right. my health is my health is fine, you know. I'm just trying to make sure I maintain the health and get through this pandemic and everything. I've been worrying about that a lot lately. Okay. All right. Because whatever I whatever's going on and then tell me something. Is your mom still alive? Or she passed? Say that again? Is is your mom alive or did she pass? No. My mom is alive. My father passed. Okay, who's the diabetic? Your mom or your dad or both? Uh, I I was. Was were your parents? Um, no. All right. Who? Something about something about losing something about losing fingers. Something about losing losing, and I guess it would be doing with diabetes, losing toes, losing fingers. Maybe that was a fear of yours because I was picking up on something with your mom and some genetic condition. So I wrote down genetic, I wrote down heart. I don't know if that means anything to you. And then something about, and this could be like I said, a fear, something about losing, losing fingers or something, something about losing something like that. Um, no? It wasn't, it wasn't no extremities or no, no fingers or anything like that. You know, um, my father died of lymphoma, so I have to, you know, watch okay. everything I do. But I feel great. Okay. All right. 
because it was definitely something genetic. You definitely have some kind of genetic condition or something's going on genetic. But whatever it is, like I, I was, I was hearing that you're going to be okay. But I definitely feel like you overthink things. You definitely overthink things. And I feel I like talking about like the stress and what it does to your body. You know, it's kind of do as I say, not as do as I do. And you're, you're, and and you're, and we're all guilty of that. But, but you definitely, I feel like the stress, you, it, it, it go, it gets out on your body. It takes it out on your body. And that's where I feel like you have there's kind of like that disconnect right now is what's going on with your body because you're you, it's definitely connected like stress and what happens to your body so I mean it's easier said than done right like we need to like maybe turn off social media or whatever but it's definitely affecting your body and I feel like I, I just don't feel like you 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 relax very easily like you have a hard time shutting down and I think that that's kind of going to, it can play health-wise moving forward. Is that, and, and maybe that's what I was hearing, is something about your heart, that there will be some kind of scare that happens. Because I just feel like something is not, the stress is definitely being taken out on your body. And maybe it's kind of always been a fear of yours, or it's always kind of lingering there, just like someone that's had, you know, cancer or something, it's always in the back of their mind, am I going to get it again or whatever. But with you, I definitely feel like there's something, and lymphoma, I mean, I guess that could be hard, but like, it's something that's going on where it'll be just as scared as what I'm hearing for you. But it's going to be okay. But it definitely has to do with kind of the stress and the mind-body connection. And the fact that you don't know how to relax. Your mind is always going. And that's really hard because I mean, I, I, I get that I don't, I don't think you like taking pills. I don't think you like taking anything prescription-wise. So it, it's going to have to really come from within. But that's hard for you. That's hard because that's, that's what you teach, but it's hard for you to actually do that. Now, I'm not talking about, like, working out and all that stuff, but actually relaxing. I think you have a hard time doing it. And it, it, unfortunately, I, I think it's going to you know it, it it might do you more harm than good but the good news is that whatever happens will just be a scare and whatever happens you're you're gonna be okay I think I think just personally what I'm hearing and I don't know what this means I think it means something to you is personally I think you need to let some things go that you've been holding on to you you, you unfortunately you you'll replay things in your mind and you just need to let it go and it's stuff like that that's hurting you physically because our bodies our bodies and our mind are so connected i remember when i trained for my first marathon when i was in my 20s or no i was was 20 exactly 20 and i hurt my ankle and i was like oh man i want to you know i want to run this marathon i want to i want to complete this marathon and i had to tell my body every single day my ankle is strong. I am strong. I'm going to run this marathon. I'm going to. And I did. But it's just like, you know, it, it's just like when you say, you know, I'm not, I'm not a business person. I'm not, I'm not this. No, I'm just not yet. Like when I was training for my first triathlon, I would say, oh, I'm not a swimmer. I had to switch that up. I'm not that great at swimming, but I, I'm, I'm getting better every day. 
So it's, it's simply kind of changing how you speak to yourself, and I'm talking about you in particular, Terrence, that, will, that would do a lot of good. I don't think you have that much negative self-talk, but I definitely think you hold on to stuff. And, you know, sometimes the advice I give to my clients is, and I gave um, this advice yesterday, was, you know, just writing it down. And, you know, write it down. Write down all your worries and then just throw it away or burn it, whatever you want to do. But just sometimes writing it out and seeing it. And write write it down no, no matter how asinine it is, no matter how crazy it is, just let it out. And then throw it away, burn it, give it to God. You know, stress, we, we want to be so much in control. And, and it, it never does any good. Because there's nothing we can do. We are completely out of control. And that's terrifying to think that, you know, this moment could be our last. And that's a reality for everyone. I got a, a blood clot when I was pregnant and I knew it. I, I just, I knew that I had something going on and I had ultrasound after ultrasound. And the doctor said, you're anxious, there's nothing wrong. And I said, no, I'm a runner. I know my body, there's something going on. Fifth ultrasound, they caught it. Fifth ultrasound. And then all of a sudden I was terrified because, oh my God, that could break off. It could, you know, it, could, it was terrifying. But the fact of the matter is, no matter if it was diagnosed or not, I mean, we are completely out of control of, of, of what happened. So the best we can do is trust and, and give it to God. And that sounds so simple and it's so hard to do. But I have this saying uh, that I, I tell people and it's, 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 it's that faith is just turning the impossible into possible. Like, having faith that tomorrow I'm going to wake up, I'm going to rise with the sun, and I'm going to do the best I can, and I'm going to get out of this. And if I don't, then I'm going to do my darndest. And I know that I've lived a good life, and that's all we can do. But faith is believing that impossible is possible. Faith is believing that I can talk to a freaking squirrel. I mean, that was a freaking... (laughs) But was, even for me, I couldn't believe, like, what happened. Like, really? Who wants to react to those squirrels? Oh, my gosh. So this, this, this client who I'd already read uh, her dogs, and she messaged me and said, you, can you read the squirrel? And I, I literally started laughing. I could not. I said, oh, my gosh. What, what the heck? And... So I, I read the squirrel and I, I did it. I didn't do it with a client on the phone. I said, yeah, just give me a few minutes and I write everything down. Everything that I'm hearing, I write it down because who knows, it may not make sense to me, but it'll make sense to them. And so I had this image. I saw the squirrel running back and forth. And I also knew that the squirrel, I felt like the squirrel had fallen and like broken the back or gotten hurt. And, and I just, I felt like the squirrel was loved. I didn't feel like the squirrel was alive. So I sent this, this, this information to this client and it was, it was her daughter's squirrel. And five minutes later, I get a response. Oh my God, oh my God. And a video comes to me. And it was this squirrel that her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend had had that would play by running back and forth. And the squirrel was passed. But it had run back and forth. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going, are you kidding me? Hmm. That's what's crazy, though, is if I, if I, if this client had said that, and and I was like, look, are you kidding me, lady? No, I said, it, I use faith is then possible, being possible. I said, let me try. And I think it just goes to show that every living creature has some kind of thoughts and emotion and feels pain and feels happiness or at least peace. Now, the higher up your intelligence, obviously, the more you're going to express. So a squirrel or a macaw, as the two macaws I've read, um, they, they're going to express their, I, I'll see images and I'll see maybe things they like or they don't like, but it'll be in very simple terms, very, um, like, I remember one bird told me they didn't like where their cage was and they wanted to be in the light, like very simple things. Hmm. But if you get to like a cat or a dog, now cats are going to tell me, you know, their favorite treat is, is the excess. They're going to be more descriptive in what I see. And they're also going to have a bigger emotional capacity. So maybe a macaw, will they feel lost? Maybe a little, not, not that I've witnessed. I'm sure they do, but it would be to a smaller degree than a cat. If they change homes three times, they're going to feel a sense of loss. If they were hurt by a previous owner, they're going to feel that or they're going to have that memory of it. They're not going to hold on to it. And that's what I love about reading animals and what I've learned so much from reading them is that animals don't hold on to stuff. Animals don't say, what the heck, lady, you kept me in my kennel all day. What the heck? I wanted, you know, I, I, I didn't want to, I, you know, you left me. Animals don't hold on to that. They just want to be loved. They want to be safe. And they want to help us. Every single cat or dog that I've spoken to or I've heard, what can I do to help my owner? This is what I enjoy doing with my owner. They just want to be around us and they just want to serve us in some way. Now, cats and dogs are the most loyal companions we'll ever have as far as in terms of pets. I'm not talking about elephants or anything crazy like that. But I mean, these creatures have such a capacity for love that we completely underestimate completely i was really uh grateful to be one of my first clients was this beautiful dog and her owner came to me and thought she was ready to go and i spoke to this dog and this dog had literally a bucket list of things that she wanted to do before she passed she wanted to go to the shore and chase birds. She wanted to do this, she wanted to do that. And the owner was more than overjoyed and more than happy to follow through with what they were doing. And just as, as, as this COVID was happening and we were starting to all shut down and quarantine, she messaged me and said, I think she's ready to go. And I checked in with the dog and I, I just, you know, from, from where I was and, and said, yeah, I think she is and she was ready. So I asked if I actually could go sit with the dog. And I went over safely with a mask on and everything. And, and I sat with the dog. And the dog didn't have any regrets. The dog was just ready to let go. The dog wasn't upset that their owner did this or that. At the end of this dog's life, 
they were loved, they knew they were loved, and they were at peace with letting go. They, it's amazing. The emotional capacity that pets have, that we as humans completely, we, we have no understanding. And we think because they don't talk that they must not feel things. And it's quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. They yeah. know when you're sad. They... You can see it in the eye. Yeah. But they, and, and, and they try to tell us things. They try. But they want to help us. But we have to allow them to. We have to be willing to open up our hearts. And that's scary. Because with love, it's just like relationships. It's hard. Because when you love someone, eventually, eventually, in one way or another, you're going to lose them. And it, you know, I I have a family member who refuses to have an animal because they, they lost a pet when they were young. And they don't want to go through that loss. But the relationship you have with, with your animals will be one of the, the greatest of your of your life. And of, because it, they love on a capacity that honestly, I don't know if we know how to do because we have all this other crap around us. You know, it's, it's like, I love my husband, but after 13 years, I'm gonna get mad if he didn't empty the dishwasher or, you know, or I'm gonna, I'm still gonna be annoyed that he didn't do this or whatever. But animals aren't like that. They don't hold things against us at all and when they pass it is the most beautiful peaceful thing there's no um they don't it's not like they they're 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 not afraid i have not once talked to an animal that was afraid of death not once and the the crossing over is so peaceful and beautiful that it's seamless one second they're here and the next second they're not and they are in heaven but the joy of that is that we will be reunited with them someday and the joy of that is just because they pass to the next plane of existence it doesn't mean they're not with us i contacted i I was with a client about a month ago and she asked me to read her dog and i connected with the dog and the dog is speaking in present tense you know this is where i like to sleep this is just telling you all about the owner, and I, I, and 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 I, you know, just start writing it down, and I connect with the owner, and I say, okay, this is what the dog's saying, and the owner stopped, and she said, well, I lost the dog last week, hmm. and I look hmm. back at my notes, and I, but the dog was speaking in present tense, because to the dog, nothing had changed, except that they had just passed on to the next plane, but they still were around the owner in that capacity. They were still, you know, checking in on the owner before bed or, or walking around and being with the owner in hard times. So to the dog, they were speaking in present tense because it still very much was. Which is mind-blowing to think about that. That yeah. heaven is really not far away from us at all. And it's such a, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not this, I don't know, a place with angels and hearts, and I'm sure they're angels, but it, it, it's not, it, it's ethereal, but it's also very real. Mm-hmm. And it's very normal, I guess, if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm... 
I'm listening to everything that you're saying. I'm like, wow, I didn't really pay attention to it that much. That's amazing. But it's 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 pretty incredible. And I think at times like this, with all of the crap going on, you know what I turn to? I turn to my dogs and my cat. I was crying this morning, uh, just feeling the emotion of what was going on. And no kidding, I have this cat that she knows when I'm doing every reading. She she literally will run to me and sit in my lap. I call her Prim the Psychic Cat. But she came down the stairs and just jumped on my lap. She knew. She knew. Animals know. And they want to yeah. help. So, go ahead. That's, I mean, animals, I mean, this is why a lot of people get pets for therapy. Because it really helps with... Um, emotional and psychological well-being, even spiritual well-being. You know, um, I work with a lot of seniors. I work with, you know, veterans, you know, and pets, dogs, cats, you know, whatever they like, you know, are, well, in, in my experience, dogs and cats are the two most animals that I've seen that really help relieve stress and worry and anxiety and stuff like that, especially from people who suffer from um, any type of mental health conditions like um, PTSD or anxiety, uh, depression, you know, all those things, you know, uh, I can even see pain in in pets' eyes, you know, or when they're hungry or, or something is wrong, like, what's wrong? You know, they want to go outside, something, anything, you can, the, the emotional uh, connection that we have with pets is very you know so you know it's just amazing how you can pick up on that you know we got a a, a pit bull here and i say you must be with an old man in your past life you know what i'm saying because that's what he do he sleeps and he eats and then he gives you that look like really you disrupted me right now so yeah i mean i i i, I wish i had the talent like that to really communicate more um, the way you are doing, <laughs> you know, I know that got to be kind of like mind-boggling every time you read, especially with a squirrel, because I always view the squirrel as just getting in the way when I'm pulling out the driveway, you know. So I thought that... I was losing my mind. I thought I was losing my <laughs> mind when I was picking up on that stuff. I remember I told my husband, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I, I'm just gonna write down what I hear. But what in the world? Like I had. No clue. I did. I think I can read this world. No, but I mean, who am I to? You know, someone wants me to check in on a squirrel. I mean, I, you know, that's. I have these abilities to help people, and that's what I want to do. That's why I started doing it. I don't. You know, it's so funny. Like people, people try and come and come and test me, and they go, "Well, who who is this? And who is that?" And I hate being tested because my thing is. Like, look, do you really think I want to be known as the woman that talks to squirrels? Like, do you really think that I want to be known in my community as the women that talk to dead people? Like, no. Like, I'm not going to claim to this. Just, you know, I, 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 first of all, I can't lie with the dark. Like, I can't lie. I am honest to a fault. And my whole thing with readings, and, and this is what kind of drives me batty about intuitive is is you know people people like to speak in intuitive some intuitives like to speak in vague terms my husband and i went to an exhibit and we actually got to see uh sketches of da vinci that da vinci did this past fall and one of the sketches uh and 
I don't, whenever he, I totally forgot when he lived, the 1600s or whatever. One of the sketches he did was actually a fortune teller. And it was a beautiful sketch, and I, I took a picture, but it was all about them, like, trying to take his money. And I shared it with my clients. I shared it in my, my, on my Facebook page and my Instagram and was like, this has been the opinion of, 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 of people with abilities for hundreds of years. And, you know, the bottom line is some of these people are up to no good. Some of these people don't know anything, and they're going to take advantage of people. There will always be people trying to take advantage of others. And that's why it took me 37 years to come out uh, and really publicly talk about my abilities. Because I didn't want to be known as a psychic. I would, everyone in my, you know, with my friends and my family knew. And if anyone ever had a problem, they would come to me if they wanted to know what their uncle was doing the past two years ago. I was the person they talked to. But I never wanted to publicly come forward with it because I didn't want to be known as a psychic. I, I, uh, I never, go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Does it frighten you sometimes, the things that you pick up on from people or even pets, you know? Oh, my God. So, so it, it, totally. So, uh, way back in January, feels like so long ago, um, I got the flu. And my fever was up super high. And so, I'm in bed. And I am, like, my fever was like 104. Like, I, I was completely out of it. And I, so my, my, I'm 50% Portuguese. My great grandparents immigrated from the Azores, which are islands off the coast of Portugal. My great grandmother, Philomena, immigrated here. She, in her life, she was very stubborn. She refused to speak a lot of English, learn English. So I'm having this horrible fever. I'm in bed, and Philomena comes to me. And she tells me in Portuguese, she gives me this word. Now, I do not speak languages worth a lick. I can barely speak English sometimes. Like I, I tried to learn Spanish in school, you know, no, no gusta. Like I cannot pick up on languages. <laughs> so I, yeah, no, no, no. Like I, I try, I, I, sh- I don't have the memory for it. So my great grandmother comes to me and tells me in Portuguese something. I don't know what the hell she's saying, but coincidentally, I happen to marry a man that speaks Portuguese. So I, I hear her saying this word, and she's saying it over and over. And I'm going, what the hell? Just leave me alone. I'm sick. Why are you coming to me and speaking Portuguese? And I kept hearing her say it over and over and over again. So the kids come up to check on me, and I'm speaking Portuguese. And the kids stop. They turn around. They say, Dad, Mom's speaking in another language. <laughs> so, so my husband comes in, and he's trying to listen. And I just said, Honey, like, she keeps saying this word, like, get her to stop. And I said it a few times. And, and he translated, he said, eat. She wants you to eat. Well, it turned out I hadn't eaten in 24 hours because I'm sick. I had, you know, I hadn't been drinking. So she's trying to take care of me and tell me to eat something. I don't know what the hell she was saying, but my husband did. So, you know, so needless to say, we listened to my dead great-grandmother speaking Portuguese. My husband makes something for me to eat. And guess what? I start feeling better. But that experience, um, that was kind of like, what the hell? Like, come on. <laughs> like, really? Really? But I, I get that sometimes. Like, I was in uh, Texas last, last July doing readings. 
and Texas and San Antonio. And again, I don't speak languages worth, worth a darn. And I had clients that were connecting with past relatives and a lot of them were speaking Spanish. <laughs> and so I was hearing these words and I had no idea what they meant. And so of course, you know, me trying to translate the word or say the word that I'm hearing and having no idea and feeling so crazy because what the hell, I don't know what I'm hearing, but it would turn out to be their nickname or it would turn out to be something. I don't know what the heck I was saying, but it was clearly the people passed on that were talking, you know, communicating. I just didn't know what the heck I was saying. So that happens a lot where um, nicknames or just just crazy stuff will happen in readings, and it's that's how I honestly where I where how I really realized that I was really truly psychic. Like I was truly hearing people that had passed on because I would be sitting and get these crazy things in my head, like not for me, but like crazy thoughts or people trying to send messages. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I was put on some serious medication for a while because, you know, you go to a doctor and say you're hearing people tell you things. They're going to put you on something pretty strong, pretty quick. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't until yeah. I started to confirm things that I realized it was true. So that's why it's so important for me to be authentic. And it's so important for me to not take advantage of people during readings. I, I don't charge a whole lot for readings. I charge for my time. But I don't want to be one of those psychics that I, I don't do it for the money. And I'm going to be as specific as possible because I, first and foremost, I believe in God, but I believe in science. And I believe that anything I tell you should be proven, should be able to be proven. So if I tell you that your pit bull likes XYZ, you know, you should have that in your closet right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, or if I tell you that your grandmother called you buddy or whatever, I'm just giving an example, you know, like whatever, you know, right. that I, I, I'm not going to be like, you're going to meet a man in, you know, next week with brown hair. No, I'm going to tell you where you're going to meet this person, what you're going to be doing. I'm going to, I'm going to be as specific as I can. And especially with people that have passed on, I, I, I was with a client last week and he had actually passed two days prior, which was insane that I was able to connect with someone. And I always call it the aha moment in readings when you can, uh, when, when it's, it's like a hot, like, oh my God. And it's that, that moment where they believe that I'm really talking to that person. And this guy who had just passed, um, all of a sudden I saw him with a dog and he gave me this name. And I said, okay, this is crazy. This is the kind of dog I'm seeing, and this is the name. And my client's face just went blank. And it was their family dog from when they were little. And he was like, look, I'm here. Like that crap, I couldn't know that. You know, like, I, it's stuff like that that just for me, like, is, is crazy. And it, it happens all the time. I was in Chicago last year and doing a reading with uh, a a widow and her husband had passed a couple years prior and we had my phone down right next to me and we're talking in this room and she said something like you know I wonder you know or she said she said I I don't get signs from him I don't I don't know what's going on and I'm not even kidding you literally after she says that Suri comes on and says I'm here (laughs) 
like the phone turned on and said, I'm here. Wow. So it's moments like that. So do I have moments every day or like that all the time? Yeah. I, I still like, I don't know how, I, I, I don't know. But I do know that I can either choose to be afraid of this gift and I can choose to push it down or I can share this gift with the world and help people, help animals, help whoever who needs it. Because that's what the world needs right now. We need people of all different kinds of abilities that have all different kinds of gifts because we all have a gift. We all have something unique to us to share. I don't care how many, you know, people are, are artists. There's not an artist like you. I don't care how many podcasters there are out there. We are all unique and we all have something to offer. And now is the time to, to, to offer it and, and step right. forward and comfort the world in, 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 in the ways we know how. And in my way, it's comforting you about a pet that's passed or letting you know that your grandmother is, is, has reunited with her husband. Or maybe it's just telling you that you're going to get that job that you've been crossing your fingers about. Whatever it is, that, that's what I can offer. And as crazy as it makes me feel a lot of times, that's what I can do. And so that's what I'm offering. And it's, it's, I, I don't beat around the bush. I, 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 I want you to walk away with concrete steps that you can take and concrete evidence that I'm not messing around because I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time. So it's really working. It's great to be vague and it's really fun to go to those psychics that will, you know, tell you stuff that's going to happen in 10 years. It's harder to really want to put in the work and sit down for a half hour with me or an hour with me and really get down to the bottom of what's going on, whether you're holding on to pain from your childhood or you just need someone to say, hey, it's okay to let go of whatever it is. But, you know, it, it's tough love. It, it's, it's tough love, but it's also really comforting to know that you're not alone in this. And that's why I really love the fact that with a lot of my clients, they've become my friends. Because you can't, you can't talk about this, this stuff with someone and not feel close to them. Like, I mean, you can't, like... Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, if, if it was me, I'd be like, man, it seemed like I've known you for years, just having a 30-minute consultation with you or a reading with you, because you, you, you know so much. And I never break that trust. So I do tell people, like, I, I have a covenant... And I can't explain this one either. But animals is a little different. Like I can tell you stories of animals and things that I've, I've experienced from animals. But with people, I can't give you specifics of any reading I've ever done. That's breaking the covenant. And it's like, it feels like the breath stops in my throat when, when you know, if I even think about sharing something specifically that's happened during a reading with, you know, names and deep like core details and I've actually talked to other psychic mediums and they've reported kind of a similar feeling that I so I this stuff I I hold deep down I can't even I can't tell my husband I can't tell my cat like it goes down so it's it's that private time that you can have and just let it out and know that if if I can help you through a connection to from God it's it's like I'm I'm I, I have the phone for God I don't claim to be God. I don't claim to be anything like that. But I've got the phone. 
And if I can help so tell, you make that connection, I want to... Tell, tell God that I'm trying. Well, you just told him. You know, like, we're, we can all speak. And we all have the ability to communicate. It's just, for whatever reason, I can connect into it. But I really feel like we all have intuit. We all have intuition on some level. It's just yeah. to the degree we have it. Like you just said, you know, you know when your dog wants to go out. You know when they're hungry. I mean, a part of that has to be intuition. You said you look in their eyes. Exactly. That's exactly how I do it. You know, yeah. it's that empathy and empathy and intuition that kind of go hand in hand. But we all, we, we all, we all are a part of God. We all are in this together. And at the end of the day, we're all going to go back home to heaven together. And as for me, I want to know that whenever I pass, whether it's tomorrow or 50 years from now, that I did my darndest to spread love and hope and faith in the world and that hatred and violence and all of the crap going on is not the answer, but that God is here right now. I know I, I've, I've had people like ask, where's God? God's here. God's working through the medics behind that are, the you know, the Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Behind the scenes, he's, he's yeah. working through a lot of, it just, it's just like remembering the footsteps in the sand. You know, and um, that's when he carried you. You know, I think even with the COVID nineteen, this is a uh, time where God is re- hitting a reset button on humanity. Um, you, if you notice that nature is still evolving and doing what it does, you know, and um, it's just a way of resetting our mind and our bodies and our spirits. And I think that if you are a high performer or you have a growth mindset that you're going to take this as an opportunity to uh, self-improve, become a better person, and then contribute in some form or fashion on a global stage or maybe just in your community. And it's, you know, it all depends on who you are and what you're all about. And, you know, just like what you're doing right now, and you know, you have a gift. So, and, you know, that's what you're doing. And, and this is why we're here, you know, and uh, we're doing amazing things. So, um, Nancy, tell everybody uh, any final thoughts, any final words before we close out, and tell everybody how and where they can connect with you in case they want to hear more. Final thoughts. We're going to get through this. As communities, as a country, we're going to get through it. And I think that it's going to be hard. And there's going to be more pain and suffering, both from COVID and from the rising up that we're seeing. It's, it's going to get worse, but we're going to get through this and we're going to get better. And first and foremost, vote. In November, make sure you're registered. Vote like your life depends on it. But we're going to get through this, but we need everyone joining together and speaking out but I, I feel it we're going to come out better because of this you can reach me on my website at nancymello.com that's n-a-n-c-y m-e-l-l-o dot com I'm also on Instagram at nancymello psychic medium you can just search that up and you'll find me and you can also find me on Facebook searching the same thing 
Uh, and I, I'm available. I'm, I'm available with 24 hours notice. I'm here for anyone and everyone that needs it to talk or even just to listen and to give you messages of hope and, and, uh, you know, maybe some advice from what I can get for what you can do, but we're, we're going to get through this. We, we really are just trust and believe that. From a psychic standpoint, I, I feel it. Well, you just reinforced my uh, my belief that we're going to get through it. I already knew that we was going to get through it. The question is for me, is when, how longer? Because, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes for me, uh, you hit it with the, or the brief reading that you gave me. Sometimes um, I overthink. I'm not you know, uh, critical of my, overcritical of myself. And, uh, but you know, my mind is constantly racing on solutions and not problems or solutions to problems. How can I self-improve? How can I use this? I'm constantly looking for the silver lining and everything, even in the chaos, I'm looking for the blessings or opportunities. And I think sometimes, you know, I, I do get in my way with that. I'm like, how can I use this? And, and that's a, that's a, and, you know, that's a growth thing, you know, but I'm, I, I never look at the bad things. I always look at the good things and the bad. And then sometimes I may stress myself out a little bit about that. Um, as, as far as my health is concerned, I'm constantly worrying about my health. You know, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm in great shape, uh, physical, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, I got concerns. I feel great. I'm, I am getting older now. You know, I'll be 53 in August. You know, I do have concerns, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, um, so I, I'm constantly reevaluating myself, you know, um, you know, being self-critical sometimes. So, you know, a lot of things that's just, I, I'm not worried about my health per se, like something is wrong, but I feel great, you know, um, and uh, I think I'm on the right path of, you know, um, uh, uh, quality of living, abundant vitality, you know, vigor and all that stuff. Like, I feel that, I, you know, I live by faith with that, you know what I'm saying? But I do know that sometimes I suffer from overthinking and being super critical of what I'm doing professionally and personally because it got a lot riding on. So, you know, you, you, you know, you hit it right on the head. Um, I really appreciate that um, um, little reading that you gave me. So yeah, so this is uh, Nancy Mello, Psychic Medium, telling you, man, the Your Best Lifestyles podcast, international podcast. We get people from all over the world who deliver great content and aha moments that's going to really, really enhance your quality of life. And this is why I always like to have individuals like um, uh, Nancy on here because they share so much. They have so much to contribute to the global stage and this is what you want especially during a time where you know things are chaotic and they don't people don't have direction they're suffering internally externally you know they're dealing with mental health issues physical issues you know so you know it's important that we utilize our voice and our platforms to really send a message out there of goodwill and health and abundance you know having that spiritual connection that you know uh, tracking the universe and to uh, line up more with you you know and, and you know I, I just it just amazes me how many people I've met being quarantined uh, with this podcast and every day I'm filled every day I'm 
you know, brought to uh, a, a higher thought processes from a lot of thought um, thought leaders. People are just giving me so much knowledge and, and information that I can use on my daily life and in my daily life. And so I'm just so grateful, man. And uh, uh, Nancy Mellows, everybody, you can go to her website, connect with her. You know, she speaks to animals. She speaks to, you know, your pet, you know, anything that you need. And she's very thoughtful and very outspoken individual. And I really appreciate her, you know, go, you know, and, and Google her. That is that, you know, Google her and make sure that you follow her because she's very interested. And I need to know more about you. So, um, yeah, I am your host. Uh, once again, my name is Taryn Touches, and this is the podcast. Now, if you'd like to be a guest, if you want to sponsor, advertise, product placement, all those great old things, you can go to the website and connect with us at www.yourbestlifestyles.com and connect with us, and then we'll get to you as soon as possible and we make something happen. So, um, yeah, that's our show. Another explosive episode, you know, uh, almost an hour, an hour and a half episode, man. Lately, I've been getting so many good conversations going. Just, <laughs> it's just amazing, man. You know, God is really good and blessing me. So, um, Nancy, we really appreciate you. Just hold for me right quick. And um, you guys, i talk to you guys on maybe tomorrow. Okay? Have a good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast, sponsored today by Dr. Tron Enheim, author of the book, Pandemic Aftermath. Pandemic Aftermath is the first book on the long-term impact of the pandemic, becoming a top 20 Amazon bestseller in this category the week it launched. We are in a pandemic now, but what happens next? The first portion of this book is non-fiction. The second portion is a scenario-based novel. The book charts new territory by interweaving a grim reality of 2020 with a first-person exploration of the next decade as if we were already in it. Tron Enheim is a futurist, speaker, and entrepreneur who holds a PhD on the future of work, artificial intelligence, and cognition.